a long time ago, Katie was about seven years old, maybe six and a half, seven years old. She, she was just starting to read pretty good. And her assignment at school was to bring a recipe that she would share with the, the other kids, just take a recipe card. And about 6.30 in the morning, she's sitting there and I can hear her reading that recipe and sounding out the words. And she gets to the end of the recipe and I can hear her sounding out this word. Inch, inch, inch. Mom, come here. And she's pointing at this word on the page. I'm like, what? She said, this says enjoy. And I said, yeah. And she said, mom, these are just words on a page. How are they supposed to enjoy words on a page? You know they're good, and I know they're good, but they don't know they're good. So at 6.30 in the morning, I went to the store to buy the ingredients to make that recipe because she wanted them to taste and see. And see, some of us have been reading recipe cards for a long time. Some of us have been listening to words, and we're going, I'm supposed to enjoy this? I'm supposed to enjoy the presence of God and the invitation is that you would taste and see that the Lord is good. That you would taste and see that the Lord is good. That is his invitation to you. The next three weeks, we have an invitation. We always have this invitation. But for the next three weeks, we are going to taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe God is going to move. I believe his presence is going to manifest in this place. Oh my goodness, I didn't say that. I believe that the presence of the Lord is going to move in a way that perhaps some of you have never seen and some of you haven't seen in a long time. And some of you just live there and you're like, oh God, I wish it was there too. God, I feel you in my prayer closet. All of this, God, I get. But Father, I want, it to, I, want, I want your presence thick and heavy and holy in that space. Because we need the presence of the Lord. Do you need the presence of the Lord? I need the presence of the Lord. And I know that we're supposed to stand up and read scripture right now. But can I just tell you what it says? It talks about the scripture I was going to share with you. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> taste and see that he is, is good. It says, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. So my soul pants for you, oh God. I just wonder this morning, are you hungry for him? Are you hungry for the presence of the Lord? Do you know do you know if you're hungry for the presence of the Lord? I'm hungry for the presence of the Lord. One of the most difficult things for us to do as Christians is to understand the concept of hunger and fullness coexisting. Because, see, there is a fullness, there is a satisfaction that we have in God that is beyond anything, but it should cause a hunger for more. See, in the physical realm, when you eat, you are satisfied and your hunger goes away. In the spiritual realm, when you eat, you get hungrier. Think about it. When you eat in the spirit, all you want is more. All you want is more. All, when you get into his presence, it is too much for your, you to stand, but it's never enough. Do you understand that?
And so we come in and we welcome the Holy Spirit and we welcome his presence. And yes, he is always here. He is always here, but there is more. There is more and I want more. See, we have this God. We have this God who is able in his presence. When his presence moves in, we have a God who is, there's a presence of God that you can stand in and be healed. There's a presence of God that you can stand in and be delivered. There's a presence of God that will mess with the idols in your heart. There is a presence of God that will fill you and change everything about you. He fixes what you don't even know is broken in his presence. And see, this God is bigger than our half-hearted praise. This God is bigger than the small portions that we give him, that I give him sometimes. He is so much bigger, this God that we serve. I mean, this is the same God who, who causes earthquakes. This is the same God who puts stars in the sky, who paints universes, who can send a flood or a rainbow. This is the same God who can speak one word and the sea calms. This is the same God who can speak two words and a man will come out of a tomb. Come forth. And I just wonder, what if your name is before that? Kevin, come forth. Cheyenne, come forth. What would he draw you into? What would happen in your world if you allowed the presence of God to truly saturate everything that you do? Everything to permeate your life. Can you even begin to think of the potential? And I want you to think beyond the service. I want you to think ongoing. What if this place became, what if your heart became, what if this house became a place of habitation? See, God, from the very beginning, from the very beginning, the desire of his heart was to dwell with us. It was to dwell with us. And he walked with man in the cool of the day. It tells us he, he walked with Adam in the garden. And I'm like, he created him to enjoy him. I, I read a quote one time and it said, the chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. So when man fell and that, that communion was not possible anymore, from that point forward until the tent of meeting, we hear over and over, I will dwell with them. I will dwell with them. I will dwell among them. I will dwell among them. And he gives instructions, the whole purpose being that he would dwell among us. Do you want him to dwell among us? I don't want him to just come to church. I love you guys. I love to see you guys, but that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm here. I come to love on him with you. I come to worship him with you. I come for the potential of what could happen in these moments in his presence together. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about what could happen? Because guys, if we will get hungry for him, hunger does something. Hunger does something in the physical and it does something in the spiritual. If you are not hungry, there's a problem. In the physical, when you lose your appetite, there's a problem, right? In the spirit, when you lose your appetite for the things of God, there's a problem. 
It isn't because the appetite has gone away, it's because it's being met in other ways. Because we will always have this huge cavernous space on the inside of us that only God can feel. So what are you filling it with? John Piper says this, and I love it. He said, if you do not long for the manifest glory of God, it isn't because you have drained your full and are satisfied. It is because we have nibbled so long at the table of the world that our soul is stuffed with smaller things and there is no room for the great. Yeah, rewind that one. We have nibbled so long at the table of the world that our soul is stuffed with smaller things and there is no room for the great. He goes on to say, when the desire for God, when your hunger for God becomes the supreme drive of your heart, when it becomes the supreme drive of your heart, he becomes supreme in all things. And when you are most satisfied in him, he is most glorified in you. Think about that. Or as Wayne says, pause calmly, sila, and think about that. When you are most satisfied in him, he is most glorified in you. When he so fills you that everything from you is about him, he is most glorified in you. You cannot enjoy him enough. You cannot enjoy him enough. There is so much. And, and even as I say that, I can hear in the back of my mind these old voices that go, Now, Missy, this is serious business. You can't be taking God lightly. I'm not taking him lightly. I'm taking him at his word. I know a presence of God. I know a presence of God. And I know that you guys know a presence of God. Excuse me while I talk to these people. I know that you experience the presence of God. I, I know that he does but do you want more? Yes. Golly. Mm. There's a kabod of God. You ever stood in the presence of the Lord and there's so many manifestations of his presence. And let me just say two things about that. In his presence, there is no chaos in God. There is no chaos in God. And the spirit is also subject to you. A lot of the times there's this miscommunication or this thing that tells us, oh, I don't want to get in the presence of the Lord because I'll do crazy stuff. I'll wind up in the floor in the corner. Well, that's possible, but not likely unless that's your choice. See, because the spirit of the Lord, when he moves, when I've encountered him like that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You know what my response most often is? Stunned silence. And then a folding. <laughs> as, as I just kind of fall in his presence. God so loves you. He's not out to embarrass you. But he is out to touch you. To minister to you. You ever been in a service where... The Spirit of the Lord began to just move in waves and you can see it coming for you. 
I love it. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I'm like, God, is that scriptural? Yes. Right after the passage that we read, that as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs right underneath that in verse 7. It says, your waves and breakers, your waves and breakers have washed over me. Have you ever experienced the waves and breakers of the Lord? I know you have. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was standing in this one, this one place and I was watching and the praise was going forward. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But the, this worship that is so key to the manifestation of the presence and the glory of God. This Tahila worship that is so important, that is so pure, that is so true, that flows from our hearts and it is a fragrance to God unlike any other and it begins to draw him in. Well, this was going on in that space. Thousands of people, thousands of people. And I could see, I could sense in my spirit if you just wake up in your spirit, you can sense things. You're like, oh, 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 oh. And I could see it start at the beginning and I was in the balcony and I could see starting in the front, this wave just begin to move. It was the most, it, it was just awe-inspiring. And I could see the people in the front begin to just kind of rock back on their heels. And it was as if they were doing the wave involuntarily. And they began to move and I could see it moving all the way back and I could see it moving up the first balcony and then making this way. And I mean, the whole thing, you, it, there's no sound like it. There's no sound like it. There's no fragrance like this move of God. And it's moved just like, I, I planted my feet. <laughs> I planted my feet. <laughs> because you know how you want to brace yourself for a move of the Lord? Like that's going to help. <laughs> that, like that's going to help. And I just kind of planted my feet. And the presence of the Lord just began to move in waves and breakers over that place. And there was healing taking place over here. And there was deliverance taking place over here. Here, and he just began to roll through in the most individual corporate kind of way. I have never been the same. And see, that's the difference between a visitation and a habitation. There are visitations that you can walk away from and there are experiences that you can walk away from and you are not changed. But when there is a habitation, when there is something that happens in the Holy Spirit and the presence of God begins to flow like that and hits you and impacts your life, something is planted, something is changed, something begins to grow, something begins to increase. You are messed up, marked, and ruined. Aren't you excited? <laughs> about that, that we have this God. I mean, when his presence, I remember it coming up and that's all. I just remember sitting back going, oh, there is no God like this. There is no God like this. And I was definitely tilted. You know, I was <laughs> definitely tilted because there is a weightiness to the presence of God. This kabod of God that you hear people talking about, it's a weightiness, it's a presence. There's another way that he begins to move in a house that I have experienced and, and it's as if this cloud just begins to settle. Like from the top down, this heavy of God and you know that the cloud of God houses the glory of God, right? Surrounded by a cloud. The kabod of God is heavy, it's weighty, and it holds within it this honor, this respect, this reverence that when that presence begins to move, begins to settle in, 
Don and I, we were standing in Pittsburgh, and I'm sure that Wayne and some of the others were there, but we were standing there, and Tehillah worship was going on. People were pouring out their hearts, and you could feel the presence of the Lord just begin to descend. <laughs> and I was, I was holding her hand. We were standing beside each other, and as the presence descended, It's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I thought maybe I can just lean over. <laughs> okay, that's not working. <laughs> maybe I can just bow. <laughs> okay, not getting up. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, the presence of the Lord moved in. We were face down on that carpet. Everybody in that room fell. Everybody was out. Every, and when I say they're out, we didn't lose consciousness. We're very aware of what's going on, and that's what kept us down. Oh, the presence of the Lord. And we just laid out before Him. I could not lift my head. I could not lift my hands, but I could hear as the Holy Spirit began to walk amongst the, the people. It's as if he began to walk through the room and search the hearts and, and move. And I could hear this one begin to go, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I could hear this one begin to weep and I could just feel the presence of the Lord. And it was strong and mighty and holy. And I just stayed in that place of reverence. And when I stood, here's what you got. I have never been the same, never been the same, ever. The presence of God will mark you, will change you, will, will move into your life to where you never think about going back again. You never think about looking back. You're not fighting the old addictions, they're gone. There's a strong presence of God that will set you free. That is life transforming. Do you want that presence of God? Do you want that presence of God? Are you hungry for that kind of God? Because see, that's the kind of God that you've got. That's the kind of God that you've got. Mm. Tehillah worship. Every song you sing. Everything you bring should come from a place of Tehillah worship. It's the kind of worship that God inhabits. If you want Him to inhabit, begin to offer Him this kind of worship. And it, it's a song. When I wrote Ruah, Ruah to me was Tehillah worship because I was standing, I was upstairs at my house and I was so hungry for Him. I so longed for him. And the words were not in the beginning, oh, how we need, oh, how we long for you. It was, oh, God, I need you. I long for you. And I just began to weep. And I began to cry before him. And his presence just began to, to move in. Because I longed for him. I didn't long for him to do something. I didn't need him for anything. I just needed him. And his presence filled that space. Because it was truth. Guys, if you want 
the presence of the Lord to inhabit your life, inhabit this space, we will worship Him in spirit and in truth when we begin to offer Him songs from our revelation of who He is. When Tammy sings, you are holy, you are mighty, you feel the presence of the Lord just move in? That's because when she wrote that song, she was standing in a place of going, God, you are holy. You are mighty. There is none in all the heavens like you. There is none in all the universe like you. Great are the wonders and the works of your hands. It was a song, a Tehillah worship song, so real and so relevant in her life that when she brings it here, his presence moves in. What would happen if we all brought that song? Not her song, your song. God, you are my deliverer. God, you are my deliverer. If, if, if he has revealed himself to you as father, wherever he has brought revelation in your life, what if you brought it? I just want to offer you what God said to offer you. I said, God, I don't know how to talk about your presence. Your presence is too great for words. Your presence is too big for me. I said, God, I don't know what to bring them. And he said, I do. And I said, I know. Why do I tell them? What, what are we offering, God? What, what? He said, offer them access. Offer them access. Because, see, he always wanted to dwell with us. Always wanted to dwell with us. That was his heart's desire. And when Christ died, when Jesus died on the cross, we were given access. And the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom, not from bottom to top, signifying it was an act of God. God was removing the barriers between us and the holy. Why would we not access that? Why would we not run into his presence? For so long we were kept out. For so long our sin kept us from that holiness, from that precious place. Why would we not run for all we're worth into that place? And that's not rhetorical. Why would you not run toward him? Why would you not run toward him? For the next three weeks, we are going to move into a place of positioning for His presence. Not only on Sunday mornings, starting this Wednesday night, we are going to facilitate the presence of the Lord. Wayne's going to be teaching on the presence of God. I'm going to be having a class in here on Wednesday nights called Dwell, where we practice His presence where we sit in His presence, where we dwell with Him, where we, we get into His Word, where we learn what it's like to be still and know that He is God. So if you want to if you want to go there We'll go there. I'm not sure what Pastor Ronnie's going to find when he gets back. <laughs> you know what he would find? 
he would so rejoice if he just walked in and his people were saturated. Saturated. Wouldn't it be just amazing and awesome if he and Pastor Margaret walked in the back doors and just kind of had to stagger a little bit at the presence of the Lord? Oh, Jesus. So you know what we're going to do this morning? We're going to just come into his presence. We're going to glorify him. Because the thing that I felt the Lord said this week, I want you to begin to look at your hunger or your lack thereof. Is there hunger in your heart for the manifest presence of God? Now, there's a presence of God that it says the earth and the heavens flee from. That's not exactly what we're going for. We're going for the, the precious, holy, revered, presence of God you may wonder why I invite you guys to the altar all the time I'll just tell you why I to me the altar space signifies I want to go back to your presence is heaven for me to me if you don't mind to me this space is not that it's any holier than any other place but I take it because I can it's like the altar space the inner courts were so forbidden for so long Every time people come up toward the altar, I hear that ripping sound in the background. And I love it. I love it. It signifies that the enemy did not win. In your life, in your situation, the enemy did not win. And so when I breach the barrier of the front row, I'm accessing what he said we can access. It's an act of faith and, and, and it's an invitation. And so I give you that invitation. I wish I had a nice big sheet of some kind of material that I could rip from side to side so that you could hear what I hear in my spirit. But we're going to worship him this morning. And I'm going to pray for you that God would just increase our hunger, our appetite for his presence. Are you with me this morning? Okay, you are. <laughs> Jesus, can you stand with me? We're going to end a little bit early in this portion so that we can go into this portion and practice his presence, come into his presence. So I invite you into the altars. I invite you to find a space on the side of the wall. I invite you to just begin to pour out your heart to him, allow him to awaken the song in you, his presence. Let's begin to welcome him. Jesus, Lord, thank you. Who is like you, Lord, and all the earth? Jesus. 
anybody else feel like you can really breathe for the first time? Just take a nice deep breath. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace to love and serve you.